you're listening to Spotlight On. I'm Bevan Burnell, and today's Spotlight is on Lindsay DePietro of Get Up Stage Company and the public schools of Bristol, Connecticut. Welcome, Lindsay. Hi, thanks, Bevan. Thanks for coming on. I'm so excited to be talking to you today about all the great things you are doing and have been doing in Bristol, Connecticut over the last 13 years. Is that right? Yeah, I don't know. I'm not good at math, but okay. <laughs> since 2010. Okay, great. Know? Great. Yeah. Well, I've been teaching in the district actually since 2005. Okay. And were you a theater teacher when you started in the district? Yeah, amazingly, um, I kind of fell into a position where the it, it's an English teaching position, um, and this particular teacher whom, for whom I took over um, was also teaching the drama classes. Um, back then, they were an English elective, so it was more like sit in your desk and read drama, which was boring, so I turned it into an acting class. Awesome. Um, so that was long ago. So yeah, so those 17 years, I was teaching English and theater. And then I was directing um, the after-school drama program there. Great. And then in twenty, 20- I still do, still do. And then in twenty ten, you started Get Up Stage Company. Can you right. tell me a little bit yeah. about that? Yeah. So um, Get Up Stage Company, which I call Gusco, and like the kids who are in it, we call it Gusco, just so that's less of a mouthful. Um, there's two schools in Bristol. There's Bristol Central and Bristol Eastern, and I always kind of thought it would be a cool idea to have the summer be devoted to like a big musical with both schools so just to kind of bring the city together and have like this big mega show um that was kind of how we started we were at this little church in bristol Uh, we actually did rent yes uh, a little church and i got to see it and it was amazing i loved it it was so long ago it was yeah it was good um so we had like literally i i feel like it was like half and half it was like 10 kids from central like 10 kids from eastern something like that and it was awesome and it was so much fun um and they like you know just formed these like lifelong friendships which is cool in a pretty competitive city like we're a very like sports city and so it's always like eastern versus central kind of stuff um but we had a great time and then the following year we moved out of the church to, to grow a little bit. Um, and I ended up doing Les Mis at the high school at Bristol Central. So we kind of kept that same mentality of groups, um, like, you know, Eastern Central, and then we opened it up to the rest of the state. So actually since that second year, um, we've been going strong with kids from all over Connecticut. We've had kids drive an hour away to do our shows and I'm really proud of, of where we are. And we actually came back to Bristol this summer. So. Okay, and, and, and your company is a nonprofit, is that correct? That's correct. Okay, yep. and when did you go through that process of applying for all of that? It was in 2010, like um, that spring, when I knew I wanted to start my own theater company. And I, being a teacher, I knew that I could only do that in the summer. Like that was really what I what my focus was. So I went through that whole process, which was, really a pain in the butt to be honest um to try to get the incorporation and it's just a lot of like bells and whistles and IRS stuff and you need an attorney and at the time like people I knew like an accountant friend of mine and an attorney friend of a student that kind of thing or a parent of a student um so there were a lot of people who helped it get on its feet Uh, you definitely need a support system definitely Um, and financially you yeah you need like backers and supporters like because it's a nonprofit, we did it camp style and so they paid tuition and that that's just what got us going and then ticket sales so great and then it's been sustaining since 2010 i remember being on the phone with you though in the mid 2000s though and you were 
working this brainchild up. I remember when I was working at Arizona Theater Company, I have this distinct memory of I was assembling Ikea furniture in an apartment (laughs) that was guest artist apartments that I was setting up because I was the company manager at the time. And I'm setting up apartments and you were on the phone with me talking because I was just bored and setting up Ikea furniture. And you were telling me all about this. And when I think about you, I think about me being in that apartment on 4th Avenue in Tucson, assembling furniture and thinking about how far you've come. And it's really incredible and how much work you've put into it. And it's like a, it's just this beautiful uh, theater beast you've grown. So congratulations. It's it's been a, it's been a, a, it's been a journey. I mean, like anything else, like it's not, it's never like smooth sailing, you know, I mean, even just obviously, you know, theater education in general, when you're working with young people and there's just a lot of, a lot of stuff. And there's, we went through tons of like location changes to find the right place. And we ended up for, I want to say, I don't know, again, not good at math, like maybe like eight or nine summers at, out of Bristol in, in New Britain, um, at this really cute little theater space that really felt like home for a long time. Um, but we can get into this, but I'm in a new, new building, like a brand new building with a renovated, uh, beautiful renovated theater. So things have definitely come full circle and we're back in Bristol now. That's incredible. And can you tell us a little bit about your position as the intensive thematic instructional specialist for the city of Bristol? It is. (laughs) So what does that actually mean? So it's really weird. Like my life in Bristol, like professionally has been amazingly strange. Like I feel like I'm spoiled to some extent where like my first job, when I, when I first applied, I was just out of school. Um, and I, I went for this job that happened to have that drama position open. And so it was like, Hey, I have a degree. Do you want to hire me to do that? And I can do all these things. And like that really is what pushed me into this. And simultaneously, the director who was at Bristol Central, which is the job that I ended up taking, was kind of getting ready to retire. He didn't want to leave that position until, like, he knew someone else would really take it and, like, stay true to what, you know, the mission was and all that stuff. Yeah. And he happened to be... I was going to say teachers in those positions, just like we will be eventually down the line wanting to pass the baton on and keep these programs thriving, right? So want to let it go and leave it behind and not make sure it's in good hands. Like, that's the scariest thing. Like, so it ended up that he was a director I had worked with um, for two summers prior, well, when I was a little bit younger. Like, I was still in college, actually. It was like during the UMass days, I would like those there was two summers that I did shows with him and so we had this report it, it just it, it all just worked out and he was like graciously bowing out and I was like I'm gonna love this program just like you do I'm gonna it's my baby and like you can pass it to me and it'll be all good and you know so that sort of just fell into place which is amazing because that just doesn't always happen when you're first starting out you know so that happened and then I did 17 years at Bristol Central, um, where again, I'm still the drama director there, but I'm not a classroom teacher there. So uh, pre-COVID, I don't know, maybe five or six years ago, they started talking about turning the current building that I'm actually in right now, I'm standing in the art gallery of this building. Um, it was a, a middle school, well, it was a whole bunch of things. It was like a high school, then a middle school, whatever. It, it was um, shut down in, I don't even know when, there's a Bristol history here that I don't really know, but um, essentially 
they reopened this building 100 years later from when it was built. Oh, wow. So it was built in 1921. It was this, it's this beautiful theater, like 1921, like legit, like gold fleck deep. So did they have to renovate Um, it? I mean, they they must have put money into it. Oh, it was, oh, like a six, I think it was a $60 million project. They ended up getting like some state funding because they wanted to save the theater because it's like a historical landmark. Um, And they were able to turn it into what is now the Bristol Arts and Innovation Magnet School. So it's it's actually an intra-district magnet school, which is its own funky little world. So it's only for students who are in the district. It is considered a public school, but the focus is on the arts. And essentially creative construction is our other pathway, which includes like digital things and computers and all kinds of things I don't know anything about. Um, And so this job, so they wanted a person to come in and work as as an instructional coach to help teachers bring the arts into the classroom, into the core classroom and then core curriculum with the arts curriculum. So that's essentially what the job became, or at least the next year, which is why I've sort of changed my own title to Arts Integration Specialist. This year was not exactly the way I had hoped it was going to go because they needed me for a lot of other things because it was a brand new school. So we just opened. There was just a lot of things that needed to be kind of fleshed out. They needed someone to do some literacy work. And so I ended up stepping in to do some things like that. Um, And it it was tough, but I learned a lot. I learned a lot about being on the other side of teaching, which is really interesting. Um, I feel like I learned a lot about my own teaching through watching others teach, which is like a gift that I hope every teacher gets to do at some point in their lives. It's super Um, important to be able to watch other people teach. And we don't get enough time as teachers to be able to do it. We don't. You don't. And it's like impossible in a district sometimes just because the sub shortage, there's just so much going on. It's just, it's just something I really, really wish that more teachers could do and that schools could find time for teachers to totally agree with life changing you know you know in professional sense yeah exactly so um this this new building has just been incredible like just to open a school to have all these kids here like everyone's sort of navigating it together it's been it's been pretty amazing um and then next year luckily i'm going to teach more of well i'm going to be teaching theater classes um at the high school level, which is the schedule is kind of complicated. I don't know if you want to get into that, but I'm going to be theater teaching, which is really awesome for me. And I'll be doing the arts integration with the teachers. Within across the district though, not just in the high school level, right? Actually, no, this will stay right at BAMES. We call it BAMES. Everything's got (laughs) an abbreviation. Um, So right here in this building at the arts and innovation building, I'll be doing the arts in, like integration work with the core teachers, that kind of stuff. Um, and then I'm also taking on um, a couple of classes at the high school level, but those are also in this building. Okay. So you won't be so running like around Bristol. You'll just no, be kind of in no. one location. Yeah. And then you also exactly. run the, like the after school theater program. Is that right? Right. Yep. Okay. So at Bristol central where I have been, you know, where I was classroom teaching and then I've been running that program for, 17 years this would be this would have been year 18 so um yeah so that's like the regular after school drama program and the students at your school can they participate in that or is that not a high school we are so the it's a little bit of both it's a full-time middle school okay so seventh days are here all day there's 
one team for each grade. So they do math, science, social studies. What did I miss? Um, Oh, English. Yeah. <laughs> yep, my the subject. subject yeah. Um, <laughs> English is important. Um, so, yeah, so they do their four core subjects here, and then they take these arts pathway classes. So they have a concentration. So if you're into theater, theater's their concentration. They take a longer period, a longer block of theater. Um, but then they also have to take all of the other classes as well. So they have to take um, a smaller block of instrumental band, um, or vocal music, depending on their schedule. Um, they have to take creative construction. They have to take art. So they have to do it all. Um, that's the middle school side. But then the high school students get to take electives here. Okay. So our teachers actually, essentially, over time, they, they, they have 1.2 positions. Um, so they teach extra classes in the morning for, like, a high schooler to come down, take classes here, and then they get shuttled back to Eastern or Central. Okay. So it, it's its own like weird little thing. It's not really like any other schools, as far as I know, at least you know, in the area. So, um, so those really high schoolers come. Though. It's cool. I mean, it, it was like definitely when they were trying to flesh it all out. It was like, how is this going to even work? But it worked. It, we did it. So, yeah. like in the morning, the kids go to their home school. So they either go to Eastern or Central. They take a bus down here from what's supposed to be seven thirty-five to ten thirty-five. You know, somewhere in there. So it's those two blocks. Um, and then they go back to their other school and that happens every other day. So, um, on like, for example, a day, they would take two theater classes here and then they would go and take like math and English up at central. And then on B days, they're at central all day. Okay. So, and it's yeah. just an AB schedule like that. Yep. Okay. Yep. Um, and how much yeah. travel time do the students have? Um, this school is pretty much in the center of town. So it's actually just about 10 minutes. I would say from both schools actually even less central's like right up the hill I'm pointing I'm pointing <laughs> like you can see me on your podcast <laughs> you see you see it right there the school yeah it sounds um, close so it's, though so it's not like a... it's so close <laughs> no it's really close it's up the hill literally up the hill okay. and then if you get well, it's, I don't know like maybe 10 minutes it honestly might not even be 10 minutes so yeah. the bus ride isn't bad. That's and then, bad. like, the kids, when they get back, they they miss, like, a little bit of their, like, advisory period, which is, like, a homework period. So, like, everybody kind of knows, like, oh, you go to Bank, so we know you're going to be a little bit late, like, that kind of thing. Okay. So, All right. Yeah. So what projects are you working on this summer? I'm excited to hear about the, I think you have three shows going on right now? It's the end of their day. All I hear is Beyonce in the Black Box Theater right now. You got to have a good and dance party at theater rehearsal, that's for sure. Yeah. This, this is how they're ending their day. I hear Queen Bee being played in there. <laughs> um, so this group, so we have um, two groups. This is, so here's another freaking brain child of mine. I don't know why I get these crazy ideas. So I wanted to Bristol always felt like the right move, you know? Um, so we got back into this beautiful space. We have a black box theater. We have a full like gym that we rehearse in. We have like a band and choir and they're like state of the art. Like everything's like brand new and shiny and beautiful. So we wanted to be here. So I was like, well, in order to do that, and if anybody wants to like, let me do things for free, I'm all about that. <laughs> so I was like, Hey, I'll come here and I'll run a summer theater, but you have to let me use the space for free. And my district is awesome. And they were like, okay. <laughs> so okay. Um, I was able to, that like kind of make that dream happen, which is a little bit twofold. So I'm more of a producer for the summer shows. So I'm kind of like the oversight human. 
Um, but I've hired my college kids who are in my Gusto program. We're doing the prom. Like, it's easier just to talk in terms of shows because right. everyone's going to be confused about the different organizations. But mm-hmm. So, Get Up Stage Company is now managing Rockwell Summer Theater. Get Up Stage Company, Gusco, is doing the prom, and that's ages 14 to 24. We rehearse on Tuesdays and Thursdays. We go, like, 9 to 5, kind of like a summer stock kind of camp kind wow, of thing. Yeah, so getting, getting them yeah. ready for the real world of theater. Yeah, I mean, it's, a, it's an intensive schedule. Mm-hmm. It's summer, so you get, you know, depending on when you got school, it's 6, 7, 8 weeks, kind of lucky. Uh-huh. So um, it's mostly college kids. I, have, I would say I have a couple of younger dancers who are like 14, 15. Most of my leads are in their 20s. Most of them are like BFA students. These are kids who are really serious about theater, like really, really, really talented. So I talked to them about this idea I had last summer. I had like a bunch of kids. We did Jekyll and Hyde last year. Um, I had like six kids throughout the middle and I was like, hey guys, I have this idea. They are always looking for summer work. They love theater. A lot of them want to go into education or something to do with theater. Anyway, you know, if, if it's not theater professionally, at least something in theater education. And I was like, what if this is my idea? Like, we move in. Usco does their show here. And on Mondays, Wednesdays, and Fridays, when we don't have rehearsal, you guys run youth summer theater camps. It's awesome. To me, it's like a perfect thing. Because it's like myself as a teenager and how much I would have wanted to do something like that. I would have so, loved to do that. Right? Yeah. Like, and, like, resume builder and it mm-hmm. just keeps that legacy going. And like, right. Honestly, like, like, theater has been part of my life forever. Like, since I was eight years old, they're all munchkins in the Wizard of Oz. I know. It's very cliche. Um, but of course, that's how I started. And my uncle has been a theater artist forever and ever. And then I started doing summer theater my person, I guess, my mentor, who I'm lucky enough to be colleagues with now at the new space, um, Lisa Carroll. She started her own summer theater program in a town, Southington. Um, and I feel like I grew up through that program. Essentially, I hired the, the, the college-aged Gusco kids, like my actors who have been around for a long time doing shows with me, to run these kids' camps. So the youth, the youngest group is doing Moana Junior. That's grades three, four, five. Yes, entering three, four, five. And then the older kids, which those are the ones you hear in the background having their dance party right now, um, they're here till three o'clock on Mondays, Wednesdays, and Fridays, and they're doing Rock of Ages Junior, Love which that. is really funny. The yeah. hilarious water down of that musical where they're like, <laughs> "Let's go get a slushy," like literally. Yeah, don't <laughs> like, stop believing, go baby. Get a slushy. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and they don't even know the songs, which is so funny to me. Like they're singing like all these '80s tunes that they have no idea about. That's where. so funny. I yeah, love so that. So these are the older kids. Yeah. So who's funding so, the paying of the older students? Is that well? So this is this is crazy. So like, oh, there's a little bit of a story there. So Gusco, my Gusco kids, the prom, they pay a tuition. I try to keep it low every year. We started at like two hundred dollars a summer, and it was like it just kind of worked its way. This summer, luckily, it's eighty dollars because. I won a grant um, a few years ago. Um, it's like fifty thousand dollars for five years. It was amazing oh, wow. for my, yeah, for um, my Bristol Central program. And you have to have a community partner that, like, so essentially, like, that can fund scholarships for my kids who go to Central to come to this camp, essentially, to okay. do the prom with me. Like, their their tuition is funded, so that helped. So I was able to say knock down the tuition a bit um, because it helps, obviously, cover all that cost. Um, plus ticket sales, of course. Um, 
but this is so crazy. So, um, let's see, I'm rewinding a little bit. So back in April, I like had this whole proposal with the deputy superintendent about, Hey, I'm going to bring Rockwell summer theater is going to exist and I'm going to be the one to do it. And you're going to, like, I basically said, there's no way this isn't going to be great. Just let me do it. And he was like, okay. So all that happened, it was all moving forward. The kids were going to have to have, they were going to pay tuition. It was going to be like a normal theater camp, I feel like, was like $50 to $350. And so we kind of split it up that way. Um, And moving forward, like we, we were like, okay, we're kind of plugging along. But like our numbers were pretty low. And we had like, we were almost full for the younger group, but we were like half full for the older group. And this was like in... We started doing it in like May. So by June, we were starting to get nervous. So I'm like, right. well, I might have to shut down in just one program. Like, that's okay. That's what it is. That's first summer, you know, kind of thing. So then um, this, a, a woman that I know who helped me with all of this grant funding was like, you know, there's funding in the district that's like basically left over from COVID, but like was is supplied to students basically who you can prove could not do something because of COVID. So mm-hmm. it's like this, it's called ESSER funding. I don't know if it's yeah, like- Yeah, we have that, that here too. Yeah, yeah. Uh, okay, because mm-hmm. it's, yeah, I was gonna say it's probably national. So there's, there's these ESSER funds and she was like, you should talk to the superintendent about what what they can do and what they like have available. So I'm like, well, I might as well. So I like, I'm like, hey, our numbers are kind of low. I think it's probably financial. Um, you know, people are like hesitant. That's what we heard on like Bristol talks. Like, cause I would ask like, you know, the community, like, Hey, how much would you pay for like, you know, Monday, Wednesday, Friday, nine to one or nine to three, blah, blah, blah. And it's a tough district. Like there's a huge distribution of wealth in the city. It's like unbelievable. So we have like really, really low poor and we have very, very wealthy. It's just a mm-hmm. very strange thing. So mm-hmm. we just felt like people can't afford this. Like it's just too much. So I talked to the district and they were like, yeah, we, with these ESSER funds, we can provide scholarship to any student who wants to attend a summer camp. And you, all you have to essentially prove is they couldn't do this during COVID. And of course, theater shut down. So right. there, it's it, wasn't, such a it wasn't social, hard to prove. Right. Theater is right. a social activity, right? So. Yeah. There's like, yeah. So no, no holds barred. You know, the superintendent was phenomenal and she was like, let's make it happen. Let's, you know, so we have 60 kids. That's so awesome. Yeah, yeah, it's it's pretty. So amazing. it went from so, almost not happening to being sixty kids. Yeah, yeah to having a wait list. Like oh, we ended up having wow. a wait list, and of course it's like it's free camp. So you well, know, that we shows were like, oh, you no. though that the kid there's the demand right. is there for this programming. Right. It's just the funding right. that's so hard to get. Which is exactly you know? the purpose of the other grant too. Like you're talking about like every year I would have. I want to do a trip to Broadway and I'd have like five kids who could go and 25 kids who couldn't. And I'm right. like, this sucks. Like, yeah. this and you know, I do care. a trip every year to New York and my, I don't, I do fundraising for my students to go because it isn't fair. So yeah. I, I oh, only crazy. have them bring $5 and I collect $5 from them so we can tip the bus driver at the end of the night. Yeah. And that's the only that's thing awesome. I have them bring. If they want to bring spending money, that's fine. But I arrange for the activity that we do in the morning. This year we did a dance class at Broadway Dance Center. And then we had lunch yep. at John's Pizza. And then we saw Sweeney Todd, which was fabulous, of course, and then headed home. But they don't pay to go on that. And that, to me, that's super important to be able to give them that experience and not have yeah. to charge them. But it is this ongoing fun 
fundraising. Some people have been talking to me about expanding to doing a summer theater program, possibly starting next summer. So we'll see where things go. Yeah, Yeah, it is hard. It, It is hard to like be, you know, like sometimes this feels a little different for me because I'm not directing anything. I mean, I'm directing the prom, but I'm not, I'm not running the, the kids' camp, so mm-hmm. I'm more overseeing. But, like, for a while, when I was going back to Bristol Central to do the rehearsals, it felt like my year never ended. Right. And that was a, that's a little hard. You can, you can definitely feel that, that burnout. Um, yeah, but, you need a break because yeah. a lot of people don't yeah. know how much time goes into putting on oh, place. Sometimes it feels like people think that it just miraculously happens and that you just right. suddenly have this amazing piece of theater that all of these kids have learned, right? But they don't understand right. that it's right. hundreds and hundreds of hours of extra work yeah. outside of the classroom, you know? Um, so, and then financially, there's right. so little support, I think, for most theater educators and and theater education programs because districts don't look at it the same way they look at athletics, which is so frustrating. I mean, the athletics gets like whatever their million dollar budget is. And then we literally get nothing. Like we don't, there's zero money in the district allotted for theater. So, and, and the schools have pop Bristol actually has like very strong theater programs. Like, I have kids who, you know, come through, and not just me, like talking about the other school as well, and they'll, they're doing community theaters all the time. Like, I just went to see Beautiful at one of our, like, really good local community theater houses, and I had, like, literally five kids in the show. Kids, I call them kids, they're, like, 30 now, yeah, but they're yeah, still doing, yeah. you know, like, they're, like, almost professional-level theater, and it's just so nice. So, like, I feel like that has to continue to be cultivated, and that's why, like, doing summer theater programs is so important. Absolutely, absolutely. Because they're the future theater performers, they're the future theater educators. You know, we we think about our lives in in education, right? And we're really not, if you think about the big picture, it's not that many years, right? Like we have to be training, constantly training other people to be moving into these careers to keep them viable. And that's like, that's why I love the structure of this, the Rockwell program, because now it's like it's it's trickling down through the generations you know like the college kids are getting the experience of teaching and being on the other side of the table as we call it you know mm-hmm. like how important is that as an actor to learn how to cast a show exactly that and then mentoring you know, those younger moving, students yeah yeah yeah, it's, it's pretty cool. That's really pretty awesome. Cool. It sounds like a really thriving program. Um, I definitely, every time that I've seen something online about it that you've posted, I've thought, oh, that is so cool that they they get to do that in Bristol. And They had us have both musicals here at the new school this year. Um, there was a couple of reasons for that. One, we were kind of like, it's almost not really fair. Like, in a way, I'm going to move because there are children talking oh it's dismissal time so they should be heading out um so we were like well at at our schools at our respective high schools central and eastern it costs like we have to rent like so much lighting we have to we have to rent a lift because it's just so complicated right a a whole other podcast for a different day honestly it's so complicated so we were having this meeting and i was like well is there any reason we can't perform at names or the theater's called the rockwell um you know, at least to come and just do this inaugural show kind of thing. Mm-hmm. And they were like, we don't want to set a precedent because we want to make sure we're like being at our home schools because that's important to morale and stuff too. Mm-hmm. But yes, essentially. So we did Chicago here 
and Eastern did Pippin here, and it was awesome because it's like brand new, state of the art, LED, like yeah. moving lights, like anything you can imagine. And then you go back to your home school, and it's like, rah, rah, rah. <laughs> kind of like twist a, a leco and like whatever, you know. Yeah, well, but, maybe I mean, maybe that's also, something looking ahead you can kind of work on upgrading, right? right? Like, we're like, you know, we now we need to look at these other spaces because it's 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 really and our thank God in a good way. Our our superintendent is really big on equity, and so and even having two high schools, it's always like it's like having two kids. Like whichever <laughs> one gets, the other one also has to get, and you have to make sure of that. Like it's very clear in the district that that's necessary, and so both spaces are on the docket to be renovated. Awesome. Thank God, I'm crossing my fingers. So I think having things and like this new brand new school and showing everybody what the potential is for these shows, like how much you could do with new lighting and more support and just, you know, financial support and also just love for, for arts, you know, like exactly. if we can continue to cultivate that, it's just going to bleed through the whole district. It's just, it's going to be amazing. Exactly. So, and, and like so. I keep saying to everybody that I've been talking to on this podcast, it's just because we're teaching theater doesn't mean the students have to go into theater, but it benefits them oh, so much on other levels that are completely related to just work, career, and yep. their futures. So just yeah. the work you're Communication doing. Communication in general, just learning about humans and, and how people function. And it creates like obviously amazing memories and and friendships and stuff, but it's really just skills. It is. It's communication, collaboration, logistics, problem solving. It's all of that. And it's super important for kids to learn that at a young age. So it's really great that with your Moana Junior program too, you're getting kids in as early as third grade. So that's really amazing. So if people want to come to Bristol and check these shows out, where can they find out more information? Well, we have a couple of different sources. Like our camp has a pretty active Instagram. It's Rockwell Summer Theater. Those are like clips and pictures of the kids. Um, Then like on my actual Get Up Stage Company site, there's like ticketing information and stuff like that. And for all of our tickets, I always shout out this like Ludus. I don't know if you use Ludus, but I I love using Ludus for ticketing. So all of our online ticketing is um, gusco at ludus.com g-u-s-c-o I'm sorry I said at but it's gusco.ludus.com okay. um, so all of our tickets are currently available on there um, our shows are coming off the 21st the 28th and then the prom is August 11th and 12th here at the Rockwell well amazing I can't wait to check out the shows this summer Lindsay and I really appreciate you taking the time to chat with me today on Spotlight On and I just love the work you're doing so thank you so much thank you so much Kevin and thank you for always supporting all these crazy ideas that I have for all these years well thanks again Lindsay and I will definitely be seeing you at one of the shows this summer All right, awesome thanks Bevan this has been Spotlight On Spotlight On is produced at Holyoke Media in Holyoke, Massachusetts. Spotlight On is a resource for all things theater education, from lesson planning to how to produce a show on a budget, fundraising, teaching ELL students, inclusivity in the theater classroom, professional development, and so much more. Tune in each week for a new guest in the Spotlight that will share all things theater education.